Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Jace Bellerin Must Die. Masood, you changed it right at the last second. I was really excited to interview I your did. cat about how they've been. If you want, she's right here. We, can go back to it. we know it's more interesting. There we go. Oh, yeah. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Uh, TK, welcome back. Uh, I'm sure... You will appreciate the well-kept and detailed notes that everyone left for you between episodes. Mm-hmm. They're very good. They're very uh, good. Once I get a moment, I would like to read you the first sentence. Uh, the first <laughs> sentence and sentence fragment from these notes. I, yes, will, I will do uh, that the, in, a, in just a moment. They're really good. They're very good. I remember. Mm-hmm. After I got them back from the proofreader, I remember... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, it's weird. Most, most, you know, most shows we, uh, you know, we we spend our our time and energy on things like production and playing the game. But not here. Jace Bellerin must die. Here, mm-hmm. we hired our own notes editor because that's a good expenditure for making a show. That's uh, fine. Yeah, we're all really into archiving and. So there was a there was a convention between the last time and and now how how was that convention i think carlos and tk you both went to game hulk on is that correct i was ecstatic to find cocaine that cheap okay (laughs) (laughs) all right that's the best part about cons cheap cocaine the cat is talking it's great (laughs) (laughs) i'm really i'm really scared of azula having Masood's voice actually. Actually, oh, let me make better. a note. I need to okay. make a note thing for a short story later. Can you do an okay. impression of your cat, please? Just uh, like what kitten with grandma. That's my voice. Like, yeah. yeah. Hi, my name's Azula, and oh. I'm a little bean. I'm a little smush push that gets spoiled all day long. It's always so fun to hear other people's mm-hmm. like, you know, like talk. Oh. You know what I mean? Like how yeah. the the words because it all makes sense. Like it belongs in my vocabulary. It's just yeah. not frequently used. Absolutely. <laughs> She's my little smush push. It's oh. yeah, like smush push. That's <laughs> that's only native to North Side of Chicago. <laughs> yeah. I really like. I really like how uh, this is the no. thing. If you watch, if you watch enough uh, a Twitter. You'll notice that broadcasters have their own like I'm doing a chat voice voice. So when they when they do a voice to make fun of chat or to mimic chat, whenever chat tries to backseat them, whatever, everyone has their own voice and it's consistent every time they do it. And it's funny watching people because it just it really illustrates what they think of the people that are watching them play video what's, games. What's your chat voice? Yeah. I'll see. Well, so I gotta say. I gotta save it. I gotta save it for chat. I gotta save it for chat to do something stupid, and then I can make fun of them using the voice. I'll try. I'll keep an eye on them today. Oh, their <laughs> chat voice. I thought you yeah. said Chad voice. No, no, no. Like uh, when when chat does something obnoxious, I think every single broadcaster I've ever seen has some voice to be like, "I'm making fun of you, chat." It's a thing. Oh, so I'm I gonna, just, I know what mine is. I just I'm do the same it. voice that I use to make fun of my mom, which is the same voice everyone uses to make fun of their mom. <laughs> What's the same voice everyone uses? Oh, she never hears it. She would whoop the shit out of me. Uh, but everybody was- uses that <laughs> voice where it's like, okay, make sure your room's clean. Okay, make sure your room's clean. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't Why? forget, that's not a concentration spell. Don't forget, it's not a concentration spell. Come the fuck down, okay? <laughs> See, I don't, I, I don't, have, I don't make fun of them to their face either. Cause I love them. I don't have a hard time with chat Please backseating me on the rules stuff. 
Uh, honestly, like if they if they come at me without a page number, then we're going to have problems. But usually when people are like obsessively nerdy about something, I'm like, yeah, you're right. I, I did not know that was the rule. Thanks, chat. You did it. It's just the yeah. way it's the way they offer that you offer that advice. I don't is, I yeah. don't mind if it's like a fight where it's like, oh, is that a concentration spell? And then chat says, no, it's not a concentration spell. I'm like, oh, thank you, chat. Thank you for not making us look it up on D&D Beyond mm-hmm. and take two seconds to do it Yeah, uh, that I would prefer not to take. But sometimes when it's like. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's fine unless the rule the rule reference is wrong, because that happens a lot, too, where people will say things as if they're facts, but really they're just opinions or misrememberings. Yeah. Oh, well, and in a, all in, day. Yeah, yeah. In the horror game, it's like I'll describe a monster as something and it uses a certain stat block. And people will ask like later what stat block I used. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I used this one. And they're like, well, your description didn't match that stat block. <laughs> I, I hate Jesus. that. I never I, I never put fuck. the same monsters and stat blocks together just because it annoys me. I don't <laughs> want you to know monsters. Yeah, and it's a horror show. It's supposed to be spooky. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be spooky. Yeah, and well, like I'll, I mean, I'll describe. Um, technically, Kayla's children are, or Vasily's children on the show are homunculi, but yeah. they're not statted as homunculi. They're just technically you kind of you kind of have to do that i think with a a group that is especially with a group that's familiar with the game because Mm -hmm. a big part and obviously the tk you know all about this but a big part of doing like something that is creepy or scary or whatever is not knowing so if you're like you see a hyena like creature people are going to be like ah no big deal it's just a knoll we can knock this guy over easy um because you can't help it right like if you've read the Mm -hmm. monster manual you know like your brain immediately tries goes to solve that problem uh, mm-hmm. And so it can be tricky to maintain an atmosphere of scary when you're like, yeah, it's it's a skeleton. It's got like 10 yeah. hit points. I'm not scared of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Spooky. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I hear that. I think it's I think it's cool, too, like being able to to surprise people to be like, yeah, it looks like a ghoul, but I've made some adjustments. That's so. why I specifically use monsters from older editions. Mm-hmm. So be like fucking look this one up. <laughs> so do you, when you do that, when you're making uh, like an adventure or whatever, and you use monsters from some other source, do you usually just tweak an existing monster, like adjust their hit dice or their damage or whatever? Or do you like build stuff from scratch? It really depends. Like um, when I've used the boneless or the uh, backwards man, I've mm-hmm. used both of those from early uh, Ravenloft editions. Those are already available in some supplements that you can get on DMs Guild by David Jester. You should definitely pick those up. They're great. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but for the Gruesome Lurker, I used that from the fourth edition uh, Psionic Monsters, yeah. and I created a brand new stat block for that one. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just always curious because <clears throat> I think being sometimes being a DM is kind of an isolating experience where you're like, well, I'm just playing with my players and I'm doing my GM thing, but there's one of me and four of them. And so talking yeah. to other people who do Dungeon Master stuff, it's always interesting seeing like, oh, what kinds of tools do you use or like, how do you how do you do it? I'm always like endlessly curious about that. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of like really good. And even in the fifth edition, I really appreciate that there's like, hey, how to make these ones spookier or add this thing or something like that. And then I usually will send the stat block 
to another editor because I've made enough stat blocks now and edited enough stuff mechanically. Um, Check me out on DMs killed uh, (laughs) that I can do it uh, pretty well. And then I'll send it to another editor and be like, Hey, does the CR look right on this? What do you think of this? Do you feel like this would fit in lore wise? Yeah. Yeah. It's good to have somebody else to like, look over that stuff. Cause I, I'm like, I don't know, balance. What is that? Like, I don't, does this seem like a reasonable amount of damage? And it's always like, no, no, just like less, just slightly less. This is too much. You're going to kill everyone. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I, I usually start out. I'm like, okay, so this is probably going to be a boss fight. I should put some D 10s in this. I should put some (laughs) D 12s in this. I was like, "Mm, disintegrating Ray. That sounds great. And then something happens. Like, I don't know the second game that I did at a game hole con where I failed. I, I roll in the open when I'm with yes. people Big and um, uh, I failed a <laughs> saving throw to not fall asleep. And so they made my boss fall asleep, uh, who is a human adventurer. So he has nothing against it, yeah. like in the first round. <laughs> and I was like... Oh no. <laughs> and because it's not his lair, he doesn't have lair actions, which yeah. I love. I love lair actions because I'm a monster. Um, <laughs> I wish I, I had special game. powers when I was at home. I would have special powers all the time because I never leave. I just be like, You do have special okay. powers. It's called 911. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you think do you think a robber breaking into your house is gonna call the police? No. One time, I will say this That's one time I was you live in uh, Canada. One time I was, uh, you, well, you think that one time I was with some friends and we were walking home from a movie and we were walking through a park and there was this like drunk guy and he was following us on his bike, just like yelling shit, trying to start stuff. And so my friend was like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to call the cops. Like, I don't want to confront this guy or whatever. So he calls him, uh, he calls the cops in <laughs> and he's like, yeah, there's this guy and he's like following us and, and he's making me real uncomfortable. And the cops are like, cool. Where's, what's your address? And we're like, we're in the park. We're like on our way to this. And they're like, Yeah. We just really can't do anything unless you can give us yeah. an address. And we were mm-hmm. like, that's cool. We'll just get stabbed. It's it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for your help. Uh, like, don't worry about it. fake. Thank you. Yeah. It's like, cool, guys. That's, I guess, unless we, uh, you know, what? I'm going to walk into that 7-Eleven over there. Then you can come and rescue us or no. All right. Great. <laughs> okay. Well, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, that 7-Eleven owner probably has a lair action. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> the shotgun. shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think when you're, when you're making, this is the trick too, is that when we, when we make encounters and stuff for D and D, I think people <laughs> expect um, like boss fights, right? Where you're like a single, very powerful opponent. Cause we, you know, we, we played video games, we watch movies, we know how action stuff is supposed to go, but the way Dungeons and Dragons works is that if you're, it doesn't matter how powerful your one dude is four adventurers will just take them apart. They'll just be like, yeah. Oh, you only have one turn. We have so many actions with which to kill you. We have so many turns. Yeah. What's that? You wanted to get an action in? No, no, you're dead. I'm sorry. It's turn two. At Gamehole Con, I I ran this game. um, I call it Snake Bite, where uh, the players have snakes inside their body. (laughs) And if they get hit, uh, the snake bites a different part of their body. And they either get superpowers or they can't use that part of their body anymore so uh, so it's a d4 uh one is legs uh two is body uh three is arms and uh four is head and uh so they can basically some of them are like weakened at bernie's style like can't (laughs) see can't hear can't do anything and they're Mm -hmm. just like walking with their hands uh and it's all like 
And if they get hit by something, then they have to roll another D4 and then, you know, maybe they get their head back, but then they lose their arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know. I just, I, I, I focus <laughs> on those types of mechanics more than I like, <laughs> like, than like trying to figure out the perfect monster or something like that, because right. like yes. you do something like that and like, a ladder becomes a challenge, right? <laughs> like, I love that. How, how do I get the party up a ladder? Yeah, <laughs> it's great because like nickel and diming, especially for boss stuff for season one, their boss fight was actually in three tiers. Yeah. Where one of their, one of their guest players turned on them. The second guest player turned on them. So they had to fight them. And then they had to try and redirect all of these ghouls and stuff that were attacking everybody. And then the boss fight was at the end. The best part about having mobs of ghouls, especially against a bunch of spellcasters mm-hmm. is that spellcasters love AOE spells mm-hmm. and they don't have a lot of them. They run out real fast. And so when the boss monster shows up, <laughs> they don't have any spells. Yeah. And that I think you're right. I think that's the thing is that if if you let your players come up against the adversary fully re- like rested and ready to go, that person is toast. Like they are yeah. just going to get annihilated. It's like, well, we'll use all of it's our once per long rest abilities. Yeah, you really have to wear them down slowly. But the problem is but, players are smart. So they notice that where they're like, um, oh, yeah. Cool. We're going to not go and confront the boss yet. We all need to take a brief nap. We're just going to like the boss came to them. Yeah. Yeah. I like a lot of my easiest times when figuring out boss fights is I do genuinely treat it like that video game where it's like you get that first like hit point level all the way down. And then there's a cinematic montage that you can't. And then there's cinematic like and that's that's a thing that used to be there used to be a lot more mechanical stuff like that in fourth edition where they had bloodied where uh it was a tag you applied to a creature once it was at half hit points or lower and that was the way you could do like raid bosses or whatever where it was like Mm -hmm. oh you get them below half they shift and now their stats are different or they get access to new abilities or like whatever and so you do that kind of like um dark souls boss fight thing i do that too and i think it's I'm I'm surprised that it's not somewhere in the monster manual or like, you know, like phased boss fights or phased yeah. combat like that. I think it's super I do, useful. I do bloodied, but when it's bloodied, that's when, and this applies to players as well. When you get bloodied, that's when it's going to start being like massive damage. So if you crit on something that's bloodied, maybe you cut his arm off or something. Mm. Right. Like the War, Warhammer fantasy roleplay used to do that where it was like you had your normal hit points, but then crits bypass those. Yeah. And then if you ran out of hit points, every hit was like you lose your leg or whatever. You're just you're too weak to defend yeah. yourself. Yeah. yeah. Of course, yeah. whenever like for me, whenever bad guys get below five hit points, they don't have death saves. So they they're pretty much going to go prone. Like yeah. it's what are you going to do when you have only five hit points? It's like, oh, I wanted to I want to ask, run, TK, but... did you run uh Am I remembering this correctly? Did you run Alien uh, at Game Holcon? Is that you? No, no. Lisa played Lisa. in it. Yeah, okay. Um, I've played before, but I didn't run it. Though yeah. I do love Alien. It is my favorite franchise for anything mm-hmm. ever. I read, I read the, I read the like starter box or whatever, and I just wanted to see. But you like it? You've played it's it good. before, and you, yeah, you did. I liked it. it a lot. And the and the GM was like, "Why don't you uh, take a look down that elevator shaft?" And I was like, "What the fuck? <laughs> no! Why would I do that? <laughs> that sounds stupid." Even I feel like I was you playing a character where I was like, right. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like if you're in if you're in a game, you know, to be a horror game, you kind of have to play your character like a person in a horror movie. Like, no. you know, you know, it's not smart to look down the elevator shaft, but you're like, you don't want 
Yeah, my character would do that. Yeah, I look yeah. down the yeah. elevator shaft. Yeah. No, I'm the one who spooks. <laughs> yeah, it can I'm be hard spooky. having to be a PC sometimes. <laughs> yeah, okay, Adam, shut up. <laughs> um, uh, if if uh, so, if if I could speak with Masood for a moment, um, as much as I'm enjoying yeah. speaking to the cat, um, Masood, this yeah. is at you. Total left turn. I went and saw Parasite. Yes, I Holy saw. Holy shit, it's so it's, good. It's so good. It's Did so you- good. Well, oh. she knew. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't about me anymore. I'm out. Cat <laughs> uh, looks so offended. Yeah. How dare you? How dare it? I don't have the love of all these people. Um, no. It. Yes. It, did you have the feeling I had immediately afterwards? Like. I want to watch it again. Yeah, I felt it's funny because I saw I saw the lighthouse and I saw yeah. Parasite oh, in the God. same week. Yeah. And I was just like, I came out of Lighthouse being like, that's the best movie I've seen all year. And then I watched Parasite and was like, oh, the lighthouse. I'm sorry. You just Damn. got bumped. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's it was amazing. Pepperoni. The I, I don't. This won't give anything away, but the moment when uh, the sun walks into the mansion and you see his reaction to everything before you see it was just like yeah such beautiful cinematography i i just really loved it yeah 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 it's a very good movie it was um given that i think the last movie of his that i saw was the host i expected it based on the name to be quite different and then i was like oh no this is a lot more like it's like it's it's weird but it's like slice of life weird uh it was Yeah. yeah it was so good have you seen um uh, shoplifters. Uh, shoplifters. It's a no, Japanese movie. You should watch it. It reminded okay. me a lot of Parasite reminded me a lot of that. They're both yeah. kind of good in that same way. I think you'd dig it. I, I think we should have some offline discussion about uh, the parallels to like North Korean, like sort of. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's such good content in that film. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those movies that's impossible to talk about it without spoiling it. So I guess suffice to say, if you haven't already and you like good cinema, go and watch, go and watch Parasite. It was awesome. Watch Parasite. You know, yeah. here's the thing. We'll have this up as a YouTube video. Okay. <laughs> so just leave right now, go drive, watch <laughs> Parasite. And we might still be running by the time you get back. So yeah. you can talk about it in chat. <laughs> I'm really excited about the way that you two are easily able to recall this movie this week. Mm-hmm. Yep. As opposed to Honestly, last week. you guys talked about Parasite for way less time than I thought you would. Well, the thing is, because we don't, yeah, I just don't want to, I don't want to give anything away. It's one of those, like, it's good. You should see it. We don't want to yes. talk about why it's good. Watch it. Um, and I mean, it's yeah. not like we're trying to remember who's in it or like when it came out or yeah. whatever. Like it was only, I only watched it like less than a week ago. So mm-hmm. it's still fresh in the old noodle, but Give me two weeks and be like, so Adam, what'd you think of Parasite? And I'll be like, what now? Which mm-hmm. classic rock song did you kick out to look Parasite? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I have, unfortunately, I have forgotten the lyrics to Tom Sawyer. So, um, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really matter. It's got the guitar riff and that's all you need. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. It's so funny. I'd watch a show of just spoilers. I love mm-hmm. spoilers. I'm yeah. okay with it. It like... It's a deflated bed. Uh, I just, I don't know. Am I the only one who likes spoilers? Like, I like knowing about them. Like, no, I'm I so want to know everything or nothing. So it depends on the I'm, content, yeah. right? Like, if it's something I care about, like that I started watching, don't spoil it for me. But if it's something, oh I'm like, yeah, if you started watching, yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're already but like watching it, someone yeah. told me the plot to Midsummer without 
me going to see it. And I was like, hell yeah. Like I, yeah. I loved hearing it. I would have been terrified in that audience, but having it described to me, I was like, this would have been a good film to have seen. And I was okay. I didn't see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I intentionally spoil myself for a lot of movies, especially horror movies yeah. because so many movies nowadays um, sneak in my personal PTSD triggers. So I have to look them up. Uh, yeah. I feel like that's so it's the thing like, you have to do yeah, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And so like now I have to look up stuff way in advance just to be like, okay, is there going to be, <laughs> Yeah, I have to look this yeah. up, but it's fine. Just does the dog die.com. Just figure that out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. There are a lot of those yeah. and I bless every one of them. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where you want to have you want to have an easy, easy access to like knowing what kind of content there is without it spoiling it and finding where that line is for you, like yeah. really depends. Yeah, there's there's a period of time where between when spoilers start coming out and when I'm able to watch something where there is that temptation where I'm like, ah, I kind of just want to like know everything about this new yeah, star Wars movie before I go see it. But also yeah. like, I think the idea, if you, if you really think that spoilers are super, super important, I guess you're kind of saying that the, how you get there isn't as important that if you're like the kind of person where like, yeah. oh, they spoiled the movie. It's ruined. It's like, but what about the whole film? Like what about everything else in that movie? Are you just yeah, discounting that? Not <laughs> awful says it. In the chat, I enjoy spoilers because then I can spot the clues leading up to the thing. But like, mm -hmm. not even just clues, but just like the theme and the little Easter eggs and like yeah. the like a good movie has very specific writing and very specific camera movements. There, mm -hmm. everything in the scene is there for a reason. Yeah, and a lot of that stuff you don't catch the first time, and maybe you have to watch the second time. But if yeah. you know some of the plot points, you can be like, "Oh my god, this is genius! This is yeah. what they're moving to." Yeah, I, I yes. so, like. No, it was like so. Let's take let's take take Star Wars. I found out about like the very prolific death in the last one before going in, mm -hmm. and. I spent every scene being like, oh, is this the prolific death moment? <laughs> <laughs> and it took me out of it every time where I was like, is this it? Mm. Oh, no, it's not it. Yeah. <laughs> so when, I was relieved, when it finally happened, I was like, cool, now I can watch the movie. Mm -hmm. But like, yes, look up who wins Survivor before you watch a season of Survivor. It's more yeah. interesting that way. It I is because you can you can really put yourself into that journey. Yeah. I'm trying to think of things that would really upset me if I had them spoiled. And the only thing I can really think about is Terrace House. If anybody spoiled, House. if anybody spoiled any of that bullshit, that would actually make me mad because I don't, I watch to, I watch to find what out. Is, I'm not watching to this? be like, what Terrace is House is a, it's a Japanese. Do you want to, you want to try to describe it? Describe it, Katie May. You tell Terrace Carlos, House? tell Carlos what Terrace House is. Okay. Um, <laughs> imagine, imagine the real world, but it was calm. It like it was like the real world and the Great British Baking Show. Like the level of serenity that that brings. You had oh, a child. That's I like that. House. Okay, it's so good. It's like this little slice of life reality show uh, that happens in Japan, and it's so you're like following like three like three men and women. Like they come and they live in a house together, and then there are like these five comedians who like watch a segment and then talk back about it, and they're all really funny or else it'd be super obnoxious. <laughs> and so like watched but it goes over like a long period of time it's a year yeah wow. and they they so the thing is like in japan group dates are a, a normal part of dating like usually groups of of people uh will hang out a bunch and then they'll go straight from like we're hanging out as a group to like you and i are boyfriend and girlfriend now and we'll probably get married 
right? Like they, there isn't that kind of like pairing off and spending a lot of time alone together stuff that happens after you decide to like be together with someone. And so the yeah, show's like chaperone date. Yeah. And so the show's framework is it's like an extended group date that lasts like a year. Um, live together, but I'm watching, I'm watching the trailer right now. I explain it. It's beautiful. I love that. I'm watching yeah. the trailer and having you explain it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very, like real time. It's, it's very wholesome. And it's like, oh, yeah. it's, it's not mean spirited. And what's cool about it is they live together in this house, but they all have their own lives where they like, they still have to go to work. It's not like oh. we do dumb games and like competitions. We're just, it's just, they live here and they live together and they like make food and hang out, but they all have jobs and they go and do, do things. They make them they, get jobs. No, but I, they they pick one where they're in Hawaii. Yeah, they pick people who usually they're they're like fashion designers or models or like oh. skateboarders or, you know, like they pick people who have it's not like though. I think the last season they they had a bunch of people that just had like worked in fast food or went to university or so it wasn't like, you know, it's not all like that. But yeah, it's really interesting. It's a really interesting show. And for me, the reason why spoilers would wreck that show would be is I watched to find out like the chemistry of the people. If somebody was like, Oh, these two characters end up together. I'd be like, Oh man, now all the like fake outs and stuff don't mean anything. And like, yeah. you know, I know, I know the the reality of it, but it's a very wholesome show. Now I want to watch it. It's on Netflix. Yeah. I'm yeah. so slow to watch Terrace house because it's subtitled and like subtitles have to be like a very, like, cause I'm usually multitasking and that's how mm-hmm. my brain works. Mm-hmm. Terrace house. I feel like it's like therapy. We're almost like, you're like, everything else goes away. This is the only thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. It's so good. Yeah, it brings to me the same piece that like dumb Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> I wonder. It's only a matter of time before someone makes like a six-player LARP based on Terrace House. I'd play that. That'd be yeah. That. I yeah, I would play the shit out of that. <laughs> Question right. is, how do you play a chaotic evil character in that environment? <laughs> uh, you cast an American. <laughs> Uh, I love I love the idea of like, yeah, we're <laughs> here's our new reality show. And it's it's like, here's five normal people and tack. Let's go. <laughs> OK. <laughs> OK. I see how this is going to go, but I'm going to let you guys know right now. I am not the one to be bullied this week. We're uh-huh. going back to Katie May. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. I think it's Masood's time. No, 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 please. It's it's back to me. We, we all, everyone loves me from the cat. Now it's time to roast this mustached man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, well let's 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 get to the let's get to the thing. Like we're we're so close to committing a crime that will that will get you uh at least a little closer to your goal. Uh so instead of killing Winnegar's friends, let's kill Jace's friends. Um but I want to start I want to start with uh with Tack because you heard some news and uh, went to go and handle it. So give me give me the quick like, you know, this is the meanwhile we fade in on on, you know, several several hours prior uh, tack. Now, are you is this like do we fade in on tack like frantically running for home or like what is your approach when you when you head down oh into, the, into the underground? Well, right? Like well, how panicked my- is tack? While all my co-conspirators are playing Uno in <laughs> Ironclad's guest room. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think Tack is frantically running. Like, and Tack has really short legs, so they definitely run. Tack is always 100% on, like, energy all the time, all of their emotional energy. It's kind of like Tinkerbell, where, where their bodies are so... S- there's their body is so small they can only feel one emotion at a time mm-hmm. uh and 
the emotion is blind panic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's like windmilling arms and like frantic running. Yeah. 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 Totally. So, so I, yeah, that was the thing is I wanted to get what kind of like sort of the emotional cadence of the, of the moment. So there's panic and you're, you're running, you, you go through these, these kind of upper level service tunnels that give you access to the underground proper. And when you get down there, the scene is clearly one of um, uh, like retributive police action, right? You see uh, Azorius uh, senators, you see the members of the Senate down here, you see arresters. Uh, it's usually they're in groups of, uh, of two with an ornithopter. And literally we see from tax perspective, as you come around a corner, we can see some, some dwellings and we watch a couple of Azorius drag uh, a, um, a dev car and like an elf uh, from his home. And he's shouting like, you know, you can't do this. I'm a member of the, the Golgari swarm. Like you can't just come and take me out of my house. I've done nothing wrong. And this, this is happening throughout the, the underground. Like it's clear that there are targeted strikes going on against specific members of the, of the swarm. And so there's a okay. lot of like shouting and, um, probably no, like, uh, uh, like it's early enough on that the word is still spreading that this is happening. So there isn't like a huge riot or anything yet, but it's clear to, to you tech that as soon as you get into a populated part of the underground, that this is already happening, um, that they've, so, they've started ahead of the, uh, the bill being ratified. And this is, this is fairly yeah. normal Azoria stuff where sometimes they'll do something to get it done. And then later be like, yes, it was totally legal. See, we, we signed the bill for how this is legal like a week ago. And you're like, and don't worry. We sent it into our internal affairs office and they didn't see anything wrong with that's it. That's right. An independent panel will take a look at our actions. And yeah, so that's what's going on. Uh, and I think you, you come around the corner and immediately like there is um, the, the underground is lit completely differently than normal. So it looks almost like an alien world to you because normally it's lit in like dim light. Most of the folks that live down here have dark vision, but there are, you know, luminescent globes. Uh, there's a bioluminescent fungi that lights this place. It's usually pretty dim, much more like a black light, like a velvet painting than the surface world. But with the, the arresters down here, everything is being uh, cast in this bright white blue light uh, that is coming from the ornithopter. So there's this sudden like stark brightness down here that you and the other people that live in the underground are definitely not used to. Give me a second to like deal with this police action flooding my hometown. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Yeah. So let's be honest. uh, Tack was not interested in being stealthy until they saw cops. And you said that um, they're, they're kind of targeting specific people or they're just picking up anybody. Um, let's, let's have you make a, let's have you make a roll and see what, see what we can figure out. So I think probably perception in this case. Yeah. Cause that's going to determine how many cops, at least in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Oh, I 14? do not have the sound on my Chromebook <laughs> off. That's all right. So, so you got a welcome headphone users. You got a 14, uh, on your, uh, on your perception. So yeah, it doesn't look like they're just arresting everyone, right? This isn't a round up the whole neighborhood like paddy wagon type deal. This is a uh, going after specific people. And then there are other people who are like getting involved. Right. So you look yeah. over and you see these two arresters and they're, they're dragging this dev car and out of, uh, out of their house, like putting a bag over, over his head. But near him, there is uh, another, uh, like another dev car and like pulling on the, the officer's uniform being like, get away from him. Like you can't do this. 
um, you know, people getting involved because it's their community that's under attack, not because they are being targeted, but it does look like specific. Yeah. Specific. people. Okay. A uh, couple questions. Is a 14 enough to determine if they are specifically targeting Dev Karens? Mm. And not, it's not so much the 14. It's that this, this neighborhood, like this block is where a bunch of Dev Karen live. You don't have anything oh, else to compare it to. Okay. This is just then like the have... first thing you've okay. seen. Yeah. Okay. Chances so are pretty I'm, good. I'm in a nice neighborhood. Chances are pretty good. Like this is the thing, the more, and this is true of the, uh, uh, of the, the guild in general, but they go after, they tend to go after like, um, the, the Golgari is broken down into political blocks and those blocks yeah. tend to be aligned uh, culturally. So the crawl mm-hmm. tend to operate kind of as one block and the Dev Karan as another. And it is yeah. possible that just uh, the political block that make up the Dev Karan have like m- made enemies of the Azorius. But what you heard above seems that it's now that Vraska is in charge, that the Azorius have a specific mandate to go after people that supported her. Okay. Well, and I'm also wondering if it's enough to determine if I, if I recognize any of the Dev Karan as a Kron. Mm-hmm. Um, Do they live in this area or are these more civilian Devkaran? I think at this point you can't really tell. Part of being a member of the Okran is that you are like a secret assassin, but not really right, among, course. not really at home. Like most people know that your mom is a high ranking member of, right. like they're not and a I secret assassin. I did sit assassins next to cult. some at the yeah. secret meeting too. So yeah, but this, this Devkaran is just wearing like clothes. So if they are, okay. if they are a member of the Okran, then they're off duty, right? They're not wearing their okay. carapace armor and that's fine. Yeah. Okay, then I will stick to the crumbling alleyways and try to make my way home. Okay, uh, let's have you make a, a stealth roll. Now, you're very good at this, but um, <laughs> let's see if I'm good enough. Because <laughs> yeah. if I roll a one, and you know what? I'm gonna 11, I'm gonna give you yeah. I'm gonna give you advantage because it's home territory. It's easy to hide down here. The Azorius, because of their spotlighting, they they have um. Uh, limited, they have very good visibility in very limited areas, right? They have these bright pools of light that they're shining on people, but yeah. that makes the shadows darker for you to hide in. But I'm yeah. going to give, I'm going to give them advantage as well because there's so many of them. So we'll, oh, yeah. we'll, we'll ratchet okay. both sides up. Okay. I got 22, 22. Okay. Which is pretty, pretty average for you. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see what stat block I should use for arresters. Let's see. Um, knight or veteran. Okay. Okay. So perception is a plus two. I'll give him advantage. Also, was that perception enough to see if this was like riot officers or? Uh, yeah, that'll be another, that'll be another check. That's fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll check later. Okay. All right. So you're able to, you're able to stay hidden. Um, they, they're not here to like root out criminals. This is more of a surprise attack kind of thing. Like you don't even know that you were going to be under arrest and now you are. So they're not really looking for people skulking around or like trying to escape or whatever, but you're not the only one. I think that you spot several other people, uh, like using back alleys to get away. People kind of like going for, and maybe, maybe you run into someone, maybe there's like a human, you come around a corner and you bump into her and, uh, she turns like surprised and uh, she sees you and she this is the thing. You don't know this woman, right? She's human uh, or maybe half elf. She has uh, like a mood mark on, um, but she doesn't look elven um, mm-hmm. and you don't know her and she doesn't know you. But she looks at you and sees that you're your Golgari, right? Sees the way that you're dressed and puts her hand to her mouth and like puts her hand around our arm around you. She's like, Come on. And like pulls you into a, an alley. 
Um, and you can see that there are other people kind of like skulking away, like trying to get away from the main thoroughfare, uh, and trying to, uh, trying to escape. And we see, uh, an Azorius arrestor, uh, walk by, uh, kind of like looking for people, um, make that religion check. And then you can, you can talk to, um, you can talk to this, this lady if you want. Bloop. (laughs) Mm, I don't know. These, all these, all these Azorius kind of look the same. Yeah, exactly. I can tell you this. They're bastards. Um, so yeah, they're, I mean, they're walking around with their, like, they got helmets on and, and like armor and they have their stun wands and stuff, but it's hard to say if they have any other purpose besides coming down here, but it looks like they're ready if, if, you know, the Golgari put up a fight. Okay. Um, but yeah, so this, this woman like pulls you, pulls you around the corner, uh, and, uh, she, you know, she, she looks at you and she says, um, it's, it's not safe up there. The Azorius are everywhere. You have to be careful. Uh, so is this, I know thieves can't. Yeah. Can I assume that there is like Golgari slang that we can at least engage in? Um, yeah. Like that, or leave like a message on the wall that there are like arresters, which direction they're in and things like that. Yeah. So the, the thieves, thieves can't as a thing in D and D, presumes the idea that the organization you belong to or the place you would have learned it would have been like a thieves guild. And unless you're right. guildless, that doesn't really make sense. Like it makes yeah. more sense the way you're, you're positing it, that it could be like a, it's Golgari signs rather yeah. than, and I think it does, it yeah. does make sense for the guilds to have, especially at guilds like Golgari a, or Demir. Yeah. At least since I have a Golgari agent background, I think it's much more reasonable to assume that thieves can't is that for you, that it's, it's more okay. tied to your guild. Yeah. I think that's okay. totally fine. That's fine. Cause I'd like to like, at least I assume that we have like some way of communicating with each other without Azorius necessarily. Um, yeah. Like understanding you understanding us. Yeah. So I think, I think Tach would ask, he'd be like, where are the big bugs like, or they'd be like, where are the big bugs? But with like some small street sign hand language just to keep this chatter down. Yeah. Quieter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so when she sees you like switch into that combination, uh, Hanson and I guess, so the Golgari and without delving too deep into this, cause this is a, this is a whole, a lore hole that I think we could probably fall very deeply into for the rest of the episode. Um, what your like so your secret language the Golgari would communicate through because it's mostly dark down here, um, but a lot of things have dark vision, so it might be like signs in a certain kind of like paint you can only see with dark vision, or that it shows up brighter mm-hmm. in dark vision. Um, yeah, I think it wouldn't so much be like. It might be like incorporating the crawl language a little bit. So like uh, Mm -hmm. making like the like a clicking or a buzzing sound between words, changing the meaning of the word. Right. Helping Mm -hmm. you like obfuscate the the true meaning of it. And then, yeah, yeah, like like, S's are more like Z sounds. Yeah. And it would um, it would be a language you would use when you want to keep like quiet. So there's probably like making sounds that you could easily disguise as something else. There's like a sort of mimicry aspect to it. Um, but it lets you get basic concepts across either more subtly and uh, obviously more quickly. So when you do that, when you switch, uh, the the girl picks up on it. She notices and, and does the same. Yeah. Uh, and when I'm asking where the big bugs are, I mostly mean the Okron. Yes. Yeah, totally. And you can you can impart that to, uh, to her. Um, and she says um, she communicates to you. Um, 
basically the uh, she says that uh, the Okran uh, are doing what the Okran do. As soon as there was trouble, they uh, they scattered um, and they went into hiding so that they can get revenge for whatever happens. Right. The Okran are not here to protect us. They're here to get vengeance once we fail to protect ourselves. Um, okay. She she says uh, it started. It started maybe 20 minutes ago. They've been dragging people out of their houses, specific people. They're not asking any questions. They're just taking them away. Uh, and, um, she, she says that her, uh, her aunt, uh, who she stays with, uh, she got captured and, and she got away. Okay. Um, Tack will ask where the cocoons, like where are the, um, where are they taking people? Are they gathering them up or are they splitting off to yeah. individually topside? They've been taken away mostly one at a time. Um, okay. They're they're so, coming they're coming down, grabbing people and taking them back up above. There isn't like a central place that they're being taken uh, and okay. then moved from there. Whether true or not, Tack will interpret that that they do not want to it to be obvious topside that this is a raid. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because every session. everything upstairs seemed fine, and this is this is the inverse. Everybody comes down to the Golgari Swarm to the underground to do their dirty deeds, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you're not the only ones that move contraband through these tunnels. The Azorius, it's fair to assume that if they wanted to keep something off the streets, they would just use the underground to move people to New Prov. Okay. And then Tack will ask if she knows where the spider web is. So the Akron, does she know where they're hiding? Right. Yeah. Where is there a thread that you can read? She, she shakes her head and, uh, and says, um, they, I'm not the kind of person they would have told, right? Like she's not, she's not in that circle. That's fine. Uh, last of all, I'll ask who her brood is, Mm -hmm. like who her aunt is. What's her name? Um, Okay, yeah, she gives you she gives you an elvish uh, an elvish name that you don't you don't recognize. Okay, I don't recognize it. Okay, that's fine. Um, then I will uh, hand her one of my throwing knives because I have twelve of them. Okay. Uh, I'll give her one of my knives and uh, break off from her. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, I was just checking the name of the the name of the prison. So there is there are two there are two prisons uh, in Ravnica, two big ones. Uh, they are, uh, they're in precinct two near, near, uh, new prov, uh, Uzdek is this like the, the big old prison, uh, where most mm-hmm. people get taken, but they're building a new one called Exeter. Um, that's supposed to be like three times bigger, but it's not in operation yet. Um, so probably they're being taken. If they're not being taken to new prov, like to be interrogated about something specific, uh, they would be taken and held, uh, in that, that place. Yeah, in his deck prison. So yeah, you give her a knife, uh, and she she nods, and um, uh, and she she takes it from you and and flips it over, and you can see like she's clearly practiced with it. It's not like she's scared of the knife. Uh, she she seems like she knows what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she takes it, and she asks you, um, like, where are you going? What are you going to do? Uh, Tack does not answer. Okay. That is none of her business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So she, she gives you whatever the equivalent of like uh, the silent, like Golgari comrade salute, uh, <laughs> you know, like there's gotta be some, some kind of like secret hand sign of like respect or whatever. Uh, yeah. There probably thanks. is, but yeah. tack doesn't, re- doesn't give it back. It's just like, okay, fucking weirdo. Yeah. 
Yeah, and she she kind of side eyes you like, well, I'm thankful for the knife, but that didn't go the way I expected. Um, cool. Later, nerd. Yeah, and then she uh, and then she disappears. Um, so where where are you going? You're gonna head down uh, to uh, to check on your mom. Go home. Yeah, I want to check on my mom. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna. I'll check our house first, even though I know. I I really just want to see if there's any cops outside our house. Yeah. Um, I have no intention of actually going in there. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you, uh, you come, you come down to, to your house. You're, you're navigating the, the tunnels of the underground, making your way towards home. And the further from the surface you get, the less, uh, Azorius you see, like, it seems like they're, what they normally do, they're going after the easy targets first and then slowly working their way down. Um, but when you get home, there does seem to have been an exception made. When you get here, your front door is open. So the door's open. Uh, there is a uh, bright light coming from, uh, I guess, like the upstairs window. Uh, so the, mm-hmm. there's an illumination, like, and it's, it's sending this big cone of light across the ceiling of the tunnel uh, and the wall on the other side. Um, and uh, yeah, and that's what you, that's what you see when you get to your house. Mm, don't love that. Yeah. Um, can I see people or it's just the light? Uh, nobody passes between whatever the source of the light is and the window in the 30 seconds that you watch, right? There's no interruption of the light. No one walks by it. Do I know if, um, do, do I know if my mom has mentioned a, uh, safe house before? At least for the two of us, if things go sideways. Right. So this like is the part somewhere where you, for me to go and then she'll come get me. Yeah. Where you flashback to like, if there's ever trouble. Yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think she would just because your mom cares a lot about you and lives a dangerous life and she knows she has enemies. So she would, she would have done something. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know what the details of that would be, but I'm, I'm happy for that to have been a thing, a conversation that you had. I think I think tech's gonna go back topside um, until until whatever they're doing right now is over, and then they'll go to the meeting place because their mom will go, so it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, talking to that one lady in the tunnel, uh, she said that Navenka got that killing blow on Gerard or Gerard. Um, and that I think tech knows enough about the Akron to know that that would make her at least a priority. Yeah. If this is a politically motivated thing, like if Gerard Van Savo had friends in the Azorius mm-hmm. and this is a like, so you're, if you're listening to this, I'm dead. You got to go and bust Vraska and her allies. Right. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, then yeah, your mom would be, well, a, I mean, would be a pretty big target. Well, not a priority to, uh, uh, arrest, but at least Tack would think that that would make her worth getting to the web. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So know. you Tack doesn't know much about that. So. You're watching. You watch the house from outside for a little bit. You don't see anybody moving around inside, uh, and so instead, you instead of going to investigate, you turn and and head back towards the. Yeah, I'm going to go topside because it's not going to do her any good. 
good for me to get arrested. Um, even if I'm not arrested for this, arrested for one of my many top side crimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I like the idea that, that that's a way of thinking of being like, listen, I haven't committed any crimes down here. This is legally yeah. distinct territory from up there. I have surface crimes and then I have regular crimes. Yeah. Like if I get arrested, I don't know that I go to the same prison down here. As everyone else, I think I think I, go I think Golgari justice uh, is much more about getting recycled. I think it's like, yeah, yeah. you goofed up. So we're just going to yeah. reclaim your body. There's kind of like a weird like mushroom Fremen thing going on in the underground. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so you 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 slip away and right? you turn you turn away and, and head out. Yeah. And on your way back to the surface, there is a point at which the secret tunnels that you're using or the, the sort of back roads that you're using uh, come close enough to. Whatever the the Golgari would consider like a highway, a main thoroughfare where the like larger zombies would drag like big piles of stuff to be reclaimed. Like it's a big highway that leads to a major juncture that leads upstairs. But you notice even even adjacent to it, echoing off the walls, you hear like shouting. You hear like an obvious sound of an angry crowd. Uh, There's a lot of shouting. And then every once in a while you hear every few seconds, you hear the clearly amplified by magic voice of. And it's not even the voice of a particular arrester. It's this voice, this magically generated voice that the Azorius use when they're trying to be like the boss of shit. So it's this sort Don't of resist. Yeah, we it's are here for your safety. It's this loud, multi-tonal, authoritarian generated artificial voice. And it's very much doing that. It's like, uh, do not interrupt. This is official Azorius guild business. Please stand aside. Make way. And like it, it repeats this voice a few times. Uh, but everybody's like yelling and shouting. Um, and you can hear this in an adjacent tunnel. I will investigate stealthily. Yeah, you want to go and, and take yeah. a look? Okay. Well, we'll keep we'll keep that twenty two. We'll let that ride. So you 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 sneak up, and I think that probably the tunnel that you're in goes above this. So you 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 peer over a kind of natural balcony down onto. Uh, like I said, uh, essentially a highway and it's it's crowded. It's full of people. There's probably a thousand people down there and uh, they are lagging slightly behind and as as close to uh, a group of a dozen Azorius arresters. Uh, and these arresters are accompanied by a couple of ornithopters. Uh, the ornithopters are emitting that that the voice of the law uh, sound and the arresters have in the center of them. Uh, she has a. Um, she has a bag, a bag over her head and she has her hands manacled in front of her. Um, and she's being like, she's got a chain leading to one of the arresters and they're basically walking her through this main thoroughfare. You can't see her face, but you recognize, you know what these hoods are for. They're very specifically anti Golgari because the Gorgons really only exist among the Golgari. Uh, and so this hood is used to like limit their ability to turn people to stone. Uh, that's it's Vraska. Um, okay. and that's why everyone's so upset because the leader of the Golgari, uh, has been arrested and is being like walked up the main street by the, by the Azorius and everybody's like yeah. shouting and, uh, and like screaming at them, but no one, no one has done anything yet. This hasn't turned into like, you know, this could go very badly, but it hasn't yet. Uh, and that's what you see. You peer over the edge and you, you see that. <laughs> See, this is where Tack comes at an impasse because Tack has no love for guilt in general. Yeah. If Vraska is already kidnapped, the chances of them further ar- arresting people or hunting down the Akron or anything like that 
lessons and the Kron can just come in and bust Frasca out of prison or get revenge if she's executed or something. Right. Like that. The the arrest the arrest of the arrest of the leader of the guild is either the beginning or the end of a pogrom, right? It's either like right. we got the person we were looking for and everybody already, or it's like we have your leader. Now we gotta root out the rest of you. Right. Um and that's that's what's going on through tax head um, yeah. is like thinking about that. On the other hand, like they have to think about like what would their mom want them to do in this type of situation? Mm. So mm-hmm. does does allowing Vraska to be taken right now, put their mom in further harm. Yeah. Which it, their mom is the only person in the world they care about. And is the only person who sort of like penetrates that neutral evil yeah. umbrella. Yeah. I mean, this situation would obviously be very different if it was your mom being walked down the street oh, by obviously. the Azorius, but this is instead someone who is obviously yeah. important enough politically to your mom that she helped her take control of the guild, but now she's being arrested. Yeah. Exactly. Um, she's a, a person who at least uh, represents our future fortune. Um, yeah. I know that these arrests are off the book. I don't know that she'll make it to prison. Yeah. Mm, oh, no. <laughs> Um, oh God, this is the fucking worst. This is such garbage. I hate this. Let me scroll up real quick in the notes. Let me me get some reference on how I might feel about this. That's totally reasonable. Oh God, I hate this. Um, (laughs) luckily for everyone present, I gave my Molotov kits to Torgor. (laughs) Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, because I think looking at this and and like thinking about like what you could actually accomplish, the chances of you being able to heroically save Vraska from the Azorius are next Very to none. Low. The best you could do is make this situation more volatile, right? You could you could push it. You see a situation teetering on the edge, and you could probably, with a little application of chaos, shove it over the edge and turn this into a riot. Um, but. That wouldn't necessarily make anything any better. Yeah, I don't know that a riot would make it a better outcome. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if if Tack were just make it more dangerous. If Tack were chaotic evil, it'd be no question, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, this is a part where you can you can create chaos for your maybe your own benefit or amusement, but this is just gonna be it's just gonna make a bad situation worse. Yeah. Because if Tack were chaotic evil, they would have no trouble throwing a knife into the crowd. Yeah, right. Inside a riot. Um, Because it'd be awesome. This is ripe for a riot. But Tack isn't chaotic evil. Right. And a riot wouldn't wouldn't benefit you. It wouldn't benefit you personally. It doesn't benefit me. No. And I think Tack will move away from the edge and continue back to our side. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So you, uh, yeah, you, you slip away and head back to the surface. So we cut to, um, 
we cut to attack emerging from a from an alley, some secret entrance into the underground. Uh, and what where did you where did you go? Where do you want to surface when you leave the uh, leave the underground? I think I'll surface back in. Oh, no, that's a terrible idea. I'm not going to surface back near the precinct. I'll surface back near um, the. Uh, uh, I'll surface back near the the um, host in the shell. Yeah, you want to go back to back to base? Okay. Yeah, because I don't want to be seen as a Golgari popping out in Azorius territory right now. Right, because you know that above ground, they'll they would be an order like keep an eye out because we just went down and kicked the hornet's nest, so there's going to be bugs coming out of the holes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Also, only we can refer to ourselves as bugs. So, <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, that's funny that you'd think you'd think that would be the kind of thing that would be included in the setting is just like derogatory terms that the guilds use for each other. Like bad, bad. Yeah, like only Rakdos can call themselves clowns. Yeah, right. Like that's and that's and that's the thing, because they would they would be because in group language like that is huge in creating and and enforcing culture. So you think that there would be in a city that takes over an entire planet. Yeah, right. Right. And that's that's the key. It's not it's not like gender or race. It's guild that defines one Ravnican against another. And so, yeah, there would be. And Ravnik has been around long enough. You'd think that they would develop their own like specific languages, right? Like you'd think that Demir would be a language and Gruul would be a language and whatever. Cause like the guilds have been around for 10,000 years. So, Oh, I, sorry, not to cut you off. I yeah, totally had an idea. Cut me the off. Other, uh, <laughs> yeah. When you, sorry, when uh, you were like a couple episodes back, you talked about how, um, uh, a lot of these guilds have like rings or some way of showing other guilds that they're yeah, 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 badges and stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. I thought it'd be so cool if Demir, if Demir rings were just the other guilds, but when you shook the hand of another Demir agent, it like electric or like yeah, yeah, there was some so kind of like only feel it when yeah, you're touching another Demir. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because their whole their whole thing now is like we exist. And they're like an open secret. They're like, yeah, we exist and we do secret stuff, but most of our members are in other guilds and you'll yeah. never know who they are. Like that's, it's like a thing everyone knows. Yeah. 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 I also feel like if you don't like somebody in your guild, you just accuse them of being a Demir and then see what happens. <laughs> like, they're a witch. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, Demir. Susan's a member of house Demir. And she's like, this is because I ate your yogurt, isn't it? And you're like, ah, Susan. <laughs> How'd you know it was my yogurt, Susan? <laughs> That's a pretty Demir thing to have info on. <laughs> exactly. Did you I didn't put my name steal on Steal that yogurt out of the fridge, yeah. Susan. You'd filthy yeah. Demir. What what are filthy Demirs like? What 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 do they exist as? You know? Wow, Katie, what what slur should we <laughs> avoid? Derogatory term for Demir. Yeah, yeah, Katie May, what would you like to be called? Yeah. filthy Demir. Yeah, <laughs> works. <laughs> works. <laughs> Scared. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Why would I give you? Think to further bully we no no, no. <laughs> well we, we also what do you about want it. to be called you could call Rakdos uh terrible people <laughs> yeah, right awful, awful people well, or that's a fact extreme libertarians because that's what I've realized mm-hmm. what they are they're just they're like you could call all Rakdos Swansons <laughs> I was reading kind. I was reading a I was reading a, a Wikipedia article about uh, anarcho nihilism the other day and I was like. Oh, so like the Rakdos then. <laughs> I see how it is. Yeah. It's I mean, like basically acknowledging that everything is fucked and the only solution is to just 
continue fucking it, I guess. So let's just light everything on fire and have a great time. The end. Yeah, they're just ICP, right? It's pretty just much. Yeah. Hey, hey, exactly. Yeah. They are not that bad guys. All well, right. They just drink Fago and maybe shit like traffic drugs. Maybe. Don't that, know. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. And they don't know how magnets work, which is hey, weird. That's also true. Pretty simple. Yeah. yeah the Rakdos yeah. also don't understand magnets. Um, yeah. You know, to be honest, I don't understand. You know, let's be real. So, like, I'm not, I'm not gonna even (laughs) laugh at that joke because if someone in the chat would be like, "Carlos, how do magnets work?" I'd be like, "I don't, I don't know." (laughs) You tell them it's a miracle, Carlos. That's the yeah. That's the appropriate (laughs) response to when someone is making fun of the insane clown posse and their their magnet abilities. You can just be like, "Yeah, do you know how magnets work? Please explain it to me." (laughs) Yeah, tell me what's the difference between a magnet and gravity is right now. Uh, Can you do it? Science. (laughs) (laughs) So, Tack, you you head back to the host in the shell. Uh, It's back in precinct six. And what what time? It's it's midday, right? Or like a because the Torgor Road and Winnegar went to the house after uh, our illustrious Senator Ironclad left. Right. So he he's at work and it's like afternoon and you're hanging out in his house okay um nice. they, they, he never showed up yeah it's, it's the door we don't know where so there is a there. there's like a late lunch crowd at uh the host in the shell and the host has been here for a while so like we said before it's it's building up quite a nice clientele uh and uh it's become a, a fairly popular place so there's there's like a lineup outside of people um mostly mostly i think simic uh scientists on their work their like lunch break uh and they're all lined up outside uh pass all of those people yeah yeah so they, they all kind of like look at you and i think some some woman uh who's like heart snail she's like excuse me there's a lineup the line starts back excuse me ah and you just like walk right by sure jan <laughs> okay she's got like line she's you. got the the let me see your manager haircut but she has eye stocks so they come out her eyes come out of the top of the haircut it's that it, really the that best. actually reminds me of one of the funniest exchanges i ever heard in a line where <laughs> these two people got into a heated debate and i got to hear the i got to hear a, a big angry man exclaim i didn't know it was a line system i thought it was a ticketing system <laughs> <laughs> did he have a ticket he had a ticket but oh. like apparently they weren't using tickets and they were in a line because someone gave up on, like, pure chaos i guess yeah poor thing yeah whatever <laughs> that's Our not head. his fault he had a ticket Fucking... if he didn't have a ticket i'd be like what the fuck? but also don't yell at people lunch. he wanted lunch meat there's a reason to yell in this life and lunch meat lunch is meat. not one of someone them. called him boomer that morning it was very hard for him. no masood okay, that's enough everybody knows you don't use the hard r sorry <laughs> okay boomy <laughs> but if you don't if you don't then you sound like you sound like an australian boomer. okay boomer <laughs> okay boomer it makes it's, it sound very like exciting it's like okay that boomer. meme is very confusing to australians it's like why is everyone talking about boomerangs <laughs> i'm so confused <laughs> crikey <laughs> i'm sorry australia i'm sorry That's, i'm not sorry you knew it you thank you 
I was about to say that's a good accent. I thought that was it's an okay. It's an okay crocodile Dundee accent. It's an okay the Simpsons episode that's set in Australia accent. It's not a good Australian accent. I would have called it a whistle. I love bubblegum prices. Just a little kick in the bum. Uh, All right. So you get back. There's a big line. You, of course, skip the line. Uh, Go right inside. Um, And it's yeah, it's busy inside, too. There are people at the tables. Uh, There are people ordering uh, pastries to go up at the uh, up at the counter. Uh, There's lots of maids. It looks like the the place has hired some new people you don't recognize. Um, And uh, nobody. Yeah, nobody even like really notices you come in because, you know, you're sneaky and you're acting like you own the place. So. Yeah, plus I'm definitely taking like a croissant or something off someone's table. Yoink. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> yeah, okay. So again, Going somebody's like, I wasn't room. I wasn't done with can I can I get a box or no okay. Let's walk off with oh, half of their croissant. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh no one one. Slip on some sunglasses and walk <laughs> into the <laughs> I honestly I feel like you're not gonna walk backwards. You're gonna slip on your sunglasses and then push off and ride your Heelys out of the scene. <laughs> I just I came close. So I came kick flip on my scooter. <laughs> This weekend, I be, I came very close. I was bored in the hotel room, and I remember uh, meeting Bebo at uh, Big Bad Con, and they had Heelys, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Get some Heelys." And I thought that was so cool. <laughs> I was. Do they so have close. them in adult sizes. They do. Apparently, they have them in adult sizes. Yeah. It's okay. like between like. Sixty-five and a hundred dollars, I want to oh say, God. on Amazon. Carlos, it was in my cart. I was ready to buy it right then and there, <laughs> and then, then I was like, "How do Heelys work?" And I YouTubed grown man Heelys. <laughs> I said, I, yeah, was Serena slammed the door open. She was like, "No." No, she was like, get him, get him now. Yeah, she's a bad influence. You don't want that. I'm DMing her right now. Listen, once once we get once we get Healy's by like, I don't know, acronym or like Yoji Yamamoto, then then well we you get your tech wear Healy's, then you're good to go. Well, I want the I I, I don't know why I thought the wheel goes in. Like you can No, no, you always are on wheels. No. You're always on wheels. Yeah. And I'm like, I just want to like, I don't know, push push back on my heel and they pop out and then I zap, and then I zip away. But it's literally just grown men on their tiptoes walking yeah. around. That's a really so that's a really good fall. way to forget you're wearing them like in a lineup at the bank and then just falling and breaking your hip and just being like, yeah. well breaking like, your hip like the grandpa you are. Exactly. <laughs> Old man breaks old. hip in bank. Shoes to blame. News at 11. Yeah. If you guys want to laugh, just look up grown man Heelys. It's really bad. It's like, oh, wow, this would be me. Even the guy who's okay at it is just is going to hurt himself one day. Like, mm-hmm. no, not for me, guys. <laughs> you don't have to get me to buy before. Heelys, guys. Yeah, guys. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Leave Carlos alone. Okay. So <laughs> just wait. When you go to your wedding on uh, the day of, there's going to be a box. Waiting for <laughs> and for some reason... Your shoes, they're missing. Who took oh them? No, gosh. it's going to be. I had to travel all no. of Thailand in Heelys. Yeah. <laughs> That's I a movie. See you. I'm filming it. <laughs> yes. I do want to see you like on the beach in those Heelys. <laughs> yeah, one man, two wheels. <laughs> I took, I took a, a Heely. For love. I took a totally sick Heely tour of Bangkok this summer. It was awesome. <laughs> I do want James Earl Jones to narrate that documentary. <laughs> oh, 
Oh boy. Yeah. Well, okay. I moonwalk back on my heelys and yeah. do a sick kick flip. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So and what, uh, go in the carriage. I guess the question is, do you? Yeah. Are you going here to just like hide out or uh, begin planning your your operation? Like, what is this? So you you get to safety, relative safety, right in the in the host. You get back here. You get into this former karaoke room, now storage room. Uh, I believe this is the room where the window got broken. So it's probably like boarded no, over. No, that was that the was, office. That was the office. Oh, That's right. Yeah, because you left him in there. Okay. Yeah, this so, is the room where we spilled a ton of parfaits. On yeah, floor. so probably there's, big, there's a big stain on the floor. There's a bunch of boxes jammed into the corner. And there's a dry erase board um, yeah. where Wenzel tried to explain like metaphysical nonsense yes. that I don't care about. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Okay. Um, so you get back and what do you, what do you do? You've got your stolen pastry. I guess I sit here and I eat my stolen pastry because I don't know where Ironclad lives. I don't know that everybody is at Ironclad's house playing Uno or spades or whatever they're playing. Okay. Um and uh yeah but, so we yeah, i'm just hanging out here we have that that moment of you like you sit down on the couch and you you eat the stolen croissant even though it has like lipstick on it um and yeah right i don't and uh yeah and then all of a sudden there's a knock at the door you hear a, a knock and it's like I'm tentative sorry. it's a little like Hello. Did we just did we determine that i did wash my face and everything before we went on on that thing or am i still eating lipstick like does my face still look like that and i'm wearing a nightie i don't know what did we i assume i assume that you changed at some point between incognito mission okay clarified you took the nightie off i remember yes yeah i i'm keeping the (laughs) lipstick on then okay okay yeah Yeah, there's there's a tentative yeah knock on the door uh mind your own fucking business on the other, the, on pass, the other side of the, the passcode this week. <laughs> I say on the other side of the door, you hear you hear a voice be like, "Oh, uh, so, sorry, sorry, didn't mean to bother you." <laughs> and then Ew. you just hear like, they don't leave. You just there's a pause where they're they're kind of like you can hear them, you can feel them thinking about if they want to like come in and knock again. <laughs> like, over the door. Yeah, you open the door. Okay. Uh, is this a nerd? Can you I see? Beat them up? It is a nerd. Yes. You see? Uh, you nice. see a familiar Loxodon. Uh, okay, that's what I thought you were gonna say. You see a familiar goblin. I was like, oh, kill no, him again. So you see, you see a yeah, Alex, and you see Gary. Uh, Gary is, uh, I think Gary's working in the in the bakery today, and so has a little chef's hat and, a, and an apron on. Uh, oh and and Gary's holding uh, a plate with a half dozen um, like chocolate dip, like chocolate glazed uh, pastries on it. Oh my gosh, are they Madelines? Um, they can be, yeah. Um, and then in his other hand, in the other hand, he's, he's got, um, a carafe, like a silver it's got, and it's like a beading with, with like, uh, condensation and then tucked under one arm. He, uh, he has, um, uh, like some glasses and he's kind of like holding it and he, he clearly knocked on the door of this trunk. Um, and he's like trying to hold all this stuff and he's just like, uh, I, I, I saw you come in and you look kind of sad. Um, I thought. Can I put these down somewhere? Yeah, you work here. And he comes in and he like puts the plate down and puts the glasses down. He's like, I made you lemonade. My asshole shield is failing. <laughs> and so he's like, huh, where, where is everybody else? Uh-oh. There's a lot of questions. These are a lot of questions. <laughs> Tack is immediately suspicious. And Tack just like sets their little red hand on the door and just like, 
slowly closes it. And is this a close it behind Gary or a like close oh, it in Gary's face? To try Gary. To, okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They're probably at work. And he, he nods and, uh, and he says, um, like squints their little eyes. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I guess that makes sense. I don't know why, but I, I thought, I thought all y'all worked here, but I, I guess I've never seen y'all do any work except Winninger. Uh, wait, Winninger worked the counter with me one time. That, that was all right. Well, uh, there's enough for everybody. Uh, I just saw you come in and, and you look so down. Uh, are you, you doing okay? Yeah, I'm fine. How are you doing? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I must have misread you. So sometimes I do that. Uh, project- There's like a loud click of the lock. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't notice. <laughs> like my my therapist says that sometimes I project my own feelings on other people so I can externalize them and then I get anxious about. So maybe maybe what's really happening is that, that I'm feeling kind of sad today. And well, are you you busy, Tack? You, what you, he looks around. Uh, you're probably busy. I I'm sorry. I, I should I should get out of here. No, no. Tell me everything. Who is this tack? <laughs> this tack is a person who's like, is this a spy? Do I have to kill them? Maybe they'll slip up. Or was my heart growing three times? <laughs> so he, he, comes, he comes over. He comes over and he sits. He sits down on the on the little like uh, the couch that, that, that you guys have in here. Can um, I roll insight to see if he's friends with Winnaker? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hard to tell at a glance, but he uh, everyone's yeah. friend, but Winnegar. <laughs> Everyone will die. <laughs> so he uh, he sits down uh, and he uh, he says, uh, "Well, uh, everything's been real busy around here lately. Uh, it's nice we've been in one place for so long. Uh, we're starting to get regulars, you know, people coming in ordering the same stuff. Uh, good for business, um, which is nice, but." I just, I can't help but think it's going to be real sad when we uproot and go somewhere else. All these people, but where are they going to get their pastries from then? I don't know, Gary. How long have you worked here? Oh, I don't know. A couple of weeks. Yeah. Where'd you work before? He kind of squints at you. He's like, oh, that's kind of an embarrassing story. He looks around like, Oh, you're you're gonna make me tell it, are you? Um, well, I mean, uh, you're the one talking about your feelings, Gary. I'm just here. He's like, and like grabs a pastry and like shoves it in your <laughs> mouth hole. He's like, well, um, when I was, and he, he gestures like still a good two or three feet taller than you, and he's like, I was like, oh, about this big. Uh, I I had a I kind of a thing for a a, a girl that was in the in the gruel clans. Well, she was, she was lovely and, and, and she, she was just so free, you know, she could just do whatever she wanted. My, my parents are Selesnians and I know that from the outside, they can look like real nice nature loving healing types, but they were, hmm, they were judgmental folks, my mom and dad. And, and we'd get in fights all the time. And I, I, I wanted to join the gruel clans cause, uh, I wanted to impress this, this girl and. And I, um, you know, I, I, I went to sign up and, uh, they, how they told me I, I had to, I had to do a, a test and, and they, they, they wanted me to fight a, cr- a crunch and it was, 
Well, I didn't, I didn't win. Uh, and, um, and so, uh, I'm between guilds right now. Um, so I'm just, uh, yeah, you know, my, my you mom, know any guilds that are hiring right now, <laughs> right? Like my, my mom wants me to go back and, 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 and join the Selesnians. And, and I guess I'll probably, you know, I'll probably end up in the conclave. I don't really think they're a good fit for me philosophically, but you gotta go where your people are, right? Right. I can't wait for him to join our conspiracy. I just want to say, so like, as soon as he has a conversation with Road, like, hello, Gary, Gary, Gary. (laughs) Guys, what if we start our own guild? (laughs) Tap like sets their hand on top of like Gary's incredibly huge knee. It's just like. Mm -hmm. Guilds are fucking stupid, Gary. He, he makes a face like he probably makes like a little, a slight startled trumpet, like a little like, <laughs> and he like leans back and his ears kind of like flap up a little. And he's like, tack, <laughs> like you've just said something blasphemous. Like, Gary, tack. there is no guild that's going to love you as much as you love yourself. <laughs> that seems very sad to him and his shoulders kind of slump. And he's like, but but I well <laughs> just looks at the floor let's play a game do you like games he kind of looks up and he's like well uh sometimes uh me me and my friends we we get together we we go my my mom's house has a big basement and she there's like a ping pong table and some boxes down there and sometimes me and my friends get together we play board games is it a board game I love those it Just has a board in already. it. <laughs> I've got no. this table. Do you like this table, Gary? And he, he looks at it. He's like, um. Best thing about tables, you can put all kinds of games on them. This is a game that I used to play with my mom. And we played it whenever we weren't really sure who was telling the truth. <laughs> and Tech's going to like take out one of their knives and set it on the table. Okay. Gary looks at it. He's like, oh, I don't, I don't know about that tack. I, I'm not very good at knife games. Are you good at lying? Oh, no. No, no. Lying's wrong. That's true. It is wrong to lie, Gary. And he, he nods. He's like, is this is this part of the game? But I can't know for sure unless you play this game with me. Would you like to forfeit the game, Gary? <laughs> and he's like, well, uh, I mean, t- t- technically, I, I should clock out if I'm going to take a break. Tack like wraps their fingers around the knife handle. Would you like to forfeit, Gary? And I mean, I mean, the the way you're saying that makes me think the answer is no. You're really good at this game. Thank you. I've never played it before. What what else do I have to do? I have high hopes for you. You just have to tell me literally everything you know about me and my friends. Oh, um, so it's like a. Getting to know you kind of game. Uh, okay. Um, it but, is. And here, can I see your hand? <laughs> he looks at the knife. And he's like, yeah, okay. And he sticks his hand out. Thanks, Gary. I'm going to ask you a question. And if you lie to me, I'll know because I'll cut your palm. And if you say it hurts, that means you're a liar. <laughs> he looks at you. He's like, what? Um, but not. Not like not not for real though, right? Like you're just gonna pr- pretend. 
Would you like to roll insight on me, Gary? <laughs> yeah. Would you like to roll insight, please? <laughs> Gary? You're like, Gary, roll insight and get out of there. Somehow, somehow, I don't know if you noticed this, Adam, but TK has become the DM in this situation. <laughs> and now you are terrified. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> this, like, is how, oh. this is how I do it. <laughs> this is the moment when you regret playing games with me. Yes, oh God. <laughs> Look at me. I am the DM. Them now um, so yeah I'll, I'll have i'll have gary i'll have gary make an insight, uh, insight yeah. check what's the what's the what's the dc on this insight one. check all right <laughs> let's see here uh well i only barely made it <laughs> i got a three yeah so so gary uh i think i think gary gary looks and, and they're like uh you know attack i don't I, I don't think i should play this game uh with you um, I, I gotta get back to work, but, um, enjoy the lemonade. Uh, and, and Gary starts to like stand up. Now you're still holding his hand, but he kind of like awkwardly try, like, he's not going to pull away from you, but he stands up and it's kind of like, uh, okay, Gary, you can go back to work and Tuck's going to put the knife in his hand, but you're going to make a shitty gruel if you don't have a knife. And he, <laughs> he looks at it and he's like, I, I don't. No, nobody. Bye, Gary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Walks out, just holding this knife, looking at it like, "Wow, oh, Tex just giving knives away to everybody today." Um, I have, I have twelve <laughs> knives for I have everyone. So many. Um, you get a knife. But the thing is, what, what the people you're giving these knives to don't realize is that while they seem like they're a gift, they're actually all controlled by one master knife, which you control. And if you ever oh die, that knife will take on your essence. <laughs> <laughs> am I giving away hot knives or am I giving away horcruxes? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That's the true question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Gary. Gary takes the knife and and tucks it into into his apron uh, and heads back to uh, heads back into the uh, into the other room to continue. Yeah, working. and they're just like <laughs> he goes down the hallway. He just hears a goodbye, Gary. Yeah, like, bye. And then the Thanks door the closes knife. and locks. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, cool. Now I get all the pastries. Yes, and you have an entire thing of, of lemonade and a, an entire pile of pastries for you to eat. Uh, and so you, uh, I assume, just eat them all and put yourself into a sugar coma. Oh, God, yes. All right, perfect. The happiest day of my life. <laughs> all right, so that's that's the shot we go to break on, right? Is the door closing and then the horrific garbage compactor sounds of Tack eating an entire plate of pastries all at once. Will you uh, stop le- reading my live journal? <laughs> 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 yeah, this is loud grinding sound. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. All right, we're going to take a short break uh, and we'll be right back to check in on Road, Torgor, and Winnegar uh, when we return. Let's go anywhere. 